0: We've all heard the urban legends that surround Halloween, but are they really true?
1: We're about to find out.
0: In today's episode of The Dartarian Show, I'm Alexander Dartarian. And I'm Dominic Sykes. And today we're going to go through 10 urban legends that surround Halloween in this Halloween edition of Urban Legends. Sweet. A lunatic has hidden razor blades and apples. Hmm. Yeah, we've heard this one a lot as kids. Yes. You've heard it when you're a kid. And if you're a parent now, you're probably giving the same warning to your own children. Be careful what you eat on Halloween because it may cut your mouth to shreds. Mm. Thankfully, this was very unlikely to happen. Booby-trapped treats are largely an urban legend. Joel Best and Jared T. Harushi assert in their scholarly paper, The Razorblade and the Apple, the social construction of urban legends, that these threats to children and their Halloween treats are highly overblown in fact. Most of the alleged incidents turned out to be hoaxes or pranks.
1: Yeah, as a kid, I always assumed that my parents were just telling me that because they wanted to steal my candy. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> fruit? Well, for one, who gives fruit out on Halloween? Yeah. that's You're going there for candy. Well,
1: it, candy wasn't always like the the treat that used to be handed out, was it? It used to be stuff like apples and, and other kinds of... Uh,
0: yeah, Treats. and I think we're gonna go. We're gonna do an episode next week like about the origins, the origins right? of Halloween yeah. and where trick or treating comes from. Right. So uh, maybe we can find out next episode on why we, why the apples was a tradition. Yeah. Um, there has been incidences where there's been few cases of sharp objects in fruit. Mm-hmm. However, it they didn't necessarily happen on Halloween. Right. So like during trick yeah, or treating yeah, it like could have been like a. Like something got launched, like yeah, manufacturing or something, yeah. or on its way or something, yeah, or just a prank, yeah, yeah, not a very nice prank, but prank no, it's very nice not. Praise. Uh, a real murderer is behind the scream face mask, well, like the, the screen mask, not the ghost face well, from you, Scream, the movie, yeah, yeah, well, we knew that Wes mm-hmm. Craven's slasher movie, Scream, presented us with an instantly recognizable villain, Ghost Faced. Whose mask was inspired by a figure of Alvard Mun's,
1: eighteen ninety three
0: painting, The Scream. Understandably, Halloween became a prime time to wear that mask, right? And for people to worry whether a real murderer was behind behind one of them. After all, if everyone is wearing a mask, how can you know who p- poses a threat to you? Exactly. Well, it
1: kind of goes along with the uh, with Michael Myers mask and the fact that that originally was a. Uh...
0: A William Shatner a William mask. William Shatner mask. And now they've just kind of turned it into... Well, it has to be painted white. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, that mask did not look anything like William no, Shatner. It was scary as crap. <laughs> it it would have been more scary if he was wearing the William Shatner For mask. For real. Uh, it turns out that there may be actually something to this myth. According to Newsweek, there were indeed a handful of murders after Scream came out. They were apparently inspired by the movie. And one, the killer wore a ghost face mask while brutally stabbing his victim with kitchen knives. Mm. The bottom line is you never know who was behind a mask, but thankfully it's usually just a harmless trick-or-treater. Yeah. There's always people out there that will try to emulate what they see in movies and TV. And th- there's been several of those uh, art imitating, li- or life imitating art, and the same thing as art imitating life. Yeah. Uh, it goes both ways, uh, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, was inspired by Ed, Ed Gein, Gein yeah. uh, a serial killer that was in uh, mid- the Midwest. So, like yeah. you know, it goes both ways. People see stuff on TV; they don't. They're not in the right mindset. They're already thinking those thoughts. It, the movie did not make them do that. Right. It's they they already had the thoughts in it, yeah. and they just use the movie as an excuse. Right. One of the most famous urban legends of Halloween, though, is that your kids' candy could be laced with drugs or poison. Now, this is coming out now on yeah, news. We, we just I saw a just news article. Seen an
1: article about the, the fentanyl. Yeah, the fentanyl the, looking like Skittles. Skittles
0: yeah, yeah. I, my mom called me about that. Right. Saying, hey, don't let your kids trick or treat because there's fentanyl out there now. Yeah. And I was like, mom, they're not going to waste fentanyl on kids. <laughs> like, it's expensive. Um, Chances are your crazy neighbor isn't tampering with children's sweets on Halloween. This myth really took hold in the 1980s. When someone in the U.S. put cyanide in a pharma- on pharmaceutical on store shelves. The Tylenol murders of Chicago. Ah. Even though it was an unrelated incident, experts theorize that this Halloween treat fear evolved its way to parents teach their children to be aware of stranger danger yeah. and to pay more attention to their surroundings. Right. Vice interviewed Halloween sadism salt scholar Joel Best about the drugs and the candy Legend, and found out in a very few cases where it actually happened. I still think it's an excuse for parents to just eat their kids,
1: some of their kids candy. I mean, like, oh, let me just check this one. Mm. Mm, nope, no, no poison in here. Mm, maybe I go try the the Reese's next. Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> but there are incidences of this happening. Right. And we're going to talk about it on Halloween in our episode "Murder on Halloween." Ooh. So we'll get to that. It's going to be an amazing episode. Uh, you guys do not want to miss that. So uh, most of the time, the kids is sealed in an a ra- wrapper. It's the most hygienic way you can eat candy. Isn't it's, it's in a hypergenic sealed packaging? Yeah. Uh, if it's loose out in the bag like if a chocolate becomes unwrapped you it's not it's not hygienic th- yeah. just throw away it's this it's not germs necessarily on
1: it. poison it's just yeah i wouldn't eat it
0: <laughs> yeah it has germs on it especially with covid yeah still still yeah. around it's not a pandemic anymore but it's still around you just don't want to get it give your kids any kind of illness if unnecessarily yeah i mean they get more at school but um have you ever heard of those temporary tattoos I'm sure you have as kids. Yeah. You you put them on and you put a warm rag on it, and then you peel it off, Mm -hmm. right? Well, there's an urban legend that those temporary tattoos aren't safe. Really? Yeah. According to the urban legend that's been around since the 1970s, drug dealers put LSD in temporary tattoos. Why are all these drug dealers trying to... (laughs) Yeah. It's because people think that they're marketing to children so they can have drug... Later. Kids, yeah. but children don't have any money. Yeah. So, they're, that's not smart business. Yeah. Uh, the reasoning, mm-hmm. they're trying to get new customers by trick- tricking yeah. unsuspecting kids to trying to go, uh, drug. Another variation of this tale adds that the LSD is laced with a deadly poison, strychnine. According to Snopes, there was, has never been a verified case of this actually happening. Right. Even though some schools occasionally send out warnings when the rumors resurface. Mm-hmm so i i've had, i have heard of the temporary tattoos having lsd in them but not giving them out to kids i think it's just a way for people to take lsd yeah like i think that's where it started and then they're like oh well let's give them the kids or maybe a kid accidentally, accidentally grabbed it or something I like that think that'd be more likely yeah, but a,
1: like a parent had gotten some and but then,
0: even then even then like they're that. not targeting kids these drug dealers aren't targeting kids they don't have money maybe teenagers yeah. teenagers would make more sense because they could actually get a job yeah. but five or five-year-old yeah. no, no I've they're seen not
1: <laughs> I've seen an episode somewhere uh where they um the parents had gotten um like pot pot brownies pot brownies or whatever mm-hmm. and um it had gotten mixed with Something a, a different types of brownies that were supposed to go out for trick-or-treaters. Yeah. Or whatever. And,
0: yeah, and, and they,
1: they uh ended up giving them out to kids by accident. But But I'm
0: pretty sure they they could they couldn't die from that though. I think if they, they get sick, but I don't if they if they're allergic to it, then yes, yeah, so obviously they could die from it. You can right. die from anything, but I don't believe that you can die from poison or from uh weed brownies. Uh have you ever bobbed for apples? Yeah, a long time ago. If you've ever been to any fall festival or Halloween party, I think they call them fall festivals now because people have a problem with the Halloween parties uh, due to misconstrued ideas of what Halloween is. uh, There is always a booth for bobbing for apples.
1: Yeah, why is that?
0: It it goes along with a tradition later on. And like I said, we'll get into it next episode with origins. But um, so... The apples you're bobbing in are poisoned. Oh. Yeah, so bobbing for apples is an old school (laughs) Halloween tradition. Originally, it was a kind of matchmaking game for young women.
1: I guess that would make sense.
0: According to History.com, there were several variations of the game in which women would supposedly learn their fate of her love life based on which apple she picked. Hmm but which much like the poison and the candy and the razor blade and the apple myth. Not true. It became laden with its own frights. Yeah. If you're bobbing for apples today, you shouldn't be concerned with the urban legend of poison apples, Right. but you might want to worry about the bacteria and germs in the water. Mm-hmm. Generally, though, generally though, it's a pretty safe activity. Yeah. Um, I think it comes along with why, because witches are so synonymous with Halloween. Yeah. um, they, and a poison apple, it goes all the way back to Disney, like Snow, White. Snow White, Poison yeah. Apple, Fairy Tales, Brim's, uh, uh, Brothers Grimm, Disney, the poison apple, yeah. it's poison, like poison's the most, because you can't smell it, mm. you can't taste it usually, mm. and you can literally put poison on anything. Yeah. So it makes sense why that would be, and I think Disney really hammered that home, especially with the apple, Yeah. Uh, with the poisoning and stuff. Right. You will summon Bloody Mary by saying her name three times. Everybody's tried this at least once. Yes. You know. I thought it was five. I've heard five I've heard three. Yeah, I've
1: heard five and I've heard three, but I yeah. think five is Candyman maybe, and three is Bloody Mary. I'm not, I can't remember. I
0: can't remember, but Candyman is a good movie. And it's also based on a real murder. Mm. So we'll talk, we'll talk about, about that. that we'll talk about that. It won't be on Halloween though, it'll be on a different episode. Uh, say her name three times as you gaze directly into the mirror, and she will appear. You may have tried this once in your childhood, either on Halloween or another random night when you're having a sleepover. Sleepover, You waited for a ghoulish figure to show up and scare you or even to hurt you. But of course, she never did. Mm -hmm. We probably don't need to spell this out, but there is no ghostly Bloody Mary. There's no such thing as Bloody uh, Mary. Uh, Bloody Mary was a queen in England, mm-hmm. uh, according to Snopes. Kids between the ages of nine and twelve are particularly fascinated by legends like this before because it's safe way to get get a vicarious like a scare, scare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also to release some anxiety.
1: They've got all kinds of other ones now too. Like there's some kind of pencil game, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Charlie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've, they've got. They'll come out. There'll be games like that for forever.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Ouija board was huge, especially on Halloween. Yeah. Uh, there was actually a real and terrifying Bloody Mary, but she's not the root of this urban legend. The nickname be- belongs to Queen Mary I of England, who burned hundreds of Protestants at the stake. Yep, that's how we get the name Bloody Mary. It has nothing to do with a ghoulish Maybe person named Mary. Or yeah, or anything like that. Uh, urban legends have been mis. Like, they, this mistreated really. I mean, it, it, we took a real person from history who, again, was a terrifying tyrant, yeah. tyrant who burned yeah. people who just wanted to practice their their form of faith, yeah. and burned them at stakes.
1: Well, that's that's happened all throughout history too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Religious is a big yes, big
0: thing. and England's the the biggest perpetrator usually. English and England and Spain. Yeah. Have been the biggest perpetrators. The Inquisition. Yep. Uh, this might uh, disturb you, Dom. I know you have a big fear of clowns.
1: Yeah, I'm, I mean, clowns do not mix.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> what What is your your fear of clowns? Where does that come from?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't really know if there's like a specific like incident that that caused me to be. I, I can't really place. You know what specific thing led down it i just think that they're they're evil
0: (laughs) evil like how so what makes them evil
1: sucking demons from hell
0: really and they just disguise themselves as fun loving clowns exactly yeah that's right um do you think that it came from the serial killer john wayne gacy is that where the fear Um, came from
1: no because i was afraid of clowns long before i ever heard who gacy was Mm -hmm. um that's because that's a lot of people Why they think they're killers as, as we know Gacy didn't kill anybody As a clown Yes so. and We have
0: went through that In our episodes uh,
1: But no I just if There's something about I know they're supposed To make people like laugh and, and they're supposed to be cheery But they've always Just creeped me out Real bad
0: Yeah I don't know I, I've always Never been bothered By clowns um, The only clowns That I, I'm really Terrified of Are the ones That like That try to act scary because being a clown, you, there is a clown school. Did you know this? Yes, I did. Yeah, it's basically about entertaining, um, being joyous, um, trying to make you laugh and stuff. And there's people that just take that and they use it uh, because of the Joker or 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 the John Wayne Gacy situation, yeah. and they just try to make it creepy and and, and everything. And so if they kind of taken this urban legend and ran with it. This next one. Uh, killer clowns are on the loose.
1: 2016 was a big year for this. Absolutely. You I saw did clowns not, everywhere. I did not want to go
0: outside in 2016. <laughs> clowns have always been a, both a source of amusement and fear. The fear of clowns, or yeah, is actually a common phobia among adults. US killer, killer John Wayne Gacy, who was dubbed the killer clown because he sometimes dressed as a clown during town events mm-hmm. and is one reason that people find clowns disturbing and threatening. Okay. Stephen King's novel It certainly didn't help the clown image either. No. It didn't. No. But there's more to it than that. Experts believe the fear of clowns may be due to the uncanny value effect Valley effect, I'm sorry. Uncanny valley valley that, that effect. would
1: explain. It explain a little bit maybe because I, I like i said i can't really explain why i just I, mm-hmm. I don't like them. i think they're they're horribly creepy and there's something off about them
0: and if you're unfamiliar what the uncanny valley effect is it's where people find things that look human but aren't quite there extremely unsettling yeah to make things even scarier, in 2016, as we were just talking about, mm-hmm. there was a strange outbreak of menacing clown sightings in the U.S., which spread to Australia and no doubt other places in the world. Some, I wonder if,
1: if, if people just, like, got onto, like, a, a subreddit or something where just like, hey. Absolutely. Hey, there is no other way. <laughs> let's, uh, let's organize this, like nationwide clown scare for people and we're just going to go out and then like some people took it too far like
0: yeah in some in- incidents it was just plain creepy yeah they would stand there they'd come up to your door and kind of look and stuff but in others they're reportedly involved in full fledged attacks yeah so well, for some people it was probably like a prank a, 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 on, like funny prank and everything but for others you like you said took it too far and they decided to attack people i think it was an excuse yeah just like all these other clowns just like a peaceful protest turns into a riot yeah someone takes a peaceful event and they're like oh well i can do this because i'll be lost in the crowd yeah and it's always if you're in clown makeup you really aren't recognizable right so uh that's where we uh we get, that's where some people can take an in- innocent prank and just turn it into hateful, hatefulness. Oh. Um, and it'd be, it be more scary. Yeah. Because it puts a bad name in all of them. Mm-hmm. So, when you, so, do you think it's okay for parents to let their kids go trick-or-treating by themselves? No. No, I do not why
1: there's it's
0: way too
1: many things out there that could happen i mean it even if, if you take out the fact that there are people out there that could, that could kidnap or kill them um they could get hurt and there isn't anybody around to be able to help them you know it's mm-hmm. dark outside they could get hit by a car you know there's all kinds of stuff that can, could happen to a kid you know without doll around to be able to, to keep yeah. an eye on things
0: and i have i have children and i would absolutely not let them go trick-or-treating by no. themselves Because I'm like, I don't know who's out there. Yeah. And we see all these documentaries like, oh, they were just five minutes from home. Exactly. And they were taken. And it happens
1: in a heartbeat. Yeah.
0: It only takes seven seconds. Exactly. Seven seconds to lose sight of someone and they're gone forever. Exactly. Um, But kidnappers are out in force on Halloween. The truth, kids aren't at greater risk of being kidnapped on Halloween than than they are any other day of the year. But it has happened And those cases tend to get a lot of media attention. Because of the fact that it's on Halloween. Yep. The fear of kidnappers on Halloween night has become so strong that in North America, it inspired a new tradition of trunk-or-treat. Yes. HuffPost Canada reports that church groups were the first to start trunk-or-treat activity, which limits trick-or-treating to closed environments and subsequently makes the tradition safer for kids. Right.
1: Takes of course the out of it for kids if you ask them to though. parents <laughs>
0: can also trick-or-treat with their children to make sure that they are safe yeah so either you go with your children you walk door to door and and you knock and stuff and because trick-or-treating is such a valuable thing as a kid yeah. they're like oh like that it's the one day a year they can actually take candy from strangers yeah you know like yeah, they that's always tell you yeah.
1: think about it isn't it yeah you're always told you know don't don't talk well, to strangers don't take candy from back strangers, and then back and that's all it's well what back when
0: neighborhoods were like when there was not internet stuff you went out and actually talked to your neighbors yeah. you pretty much knew who they were yeah. unless you lived in a poor neighborhood and you went to you know that neighborhood you right. know the ones that give out the full size the candy, candy bars yeah. yeah i mean it's just trick-or-treating is such synonymous with being a kid yeah and i think trick-or-treating is okay but it also takes a little bit of the fun away yeah i agree um and one of the biggest things of Halloween is the decorations. Yeah, for sure. Decorations are go hand in hand with Halloween. The scarier, the better. Um, to the point that was to
1: where one of my favorite parts when I was a kid too. It, it was the candy was great. The the costumes were great. But the best part was finding that one house that went that all every out every year that went all out on Halloween, and they'd have like this this like haunted
0: mm-hmm.
1: house thing. That and they there's been
0: neighborhoods on. that actually competed with each other. For the best Halloween things, yeah. this year we have seen Stranger Things ones where it actually has Max lifted, lo- like levitated yeah. in the air.
1: And the uh, that that uh, one monster I can't remember what it's
0: called. Thessal Hydran, yeah, uh, yeah Thessal the uh, big ass uh, multiple like monster. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a Thessal Hydran, Hydran. So, I mean, the people go all out and everything, but do people go too far? Do you think? No. You don't think they go too far? Well, I mean, if if it causes what injury? if it looks so realistic that they get several police calls, thinking that that's really a person and that's led did on the ground. Good job on the decorations, I'd say. Yes. <laughs> so that Halloween decoration is a real dead body. Now, see, that would be
1: taking it a little bit too far. Now, see, that would be crossing the line from from okay
0: to not okay. This urban legend persists not just because people are splurging on expensive decorations, but because it has some real-life backup. The website Thought Catalog details a number of stories in which people thought they were looking at a fake body, but instead were looking at an actual victim of murder, suicide, or accidental death. As awful and tragic as these stories are, they are rare, and the overwhelming majority of the time those lookalike decorations are thankfully just decorations. Yeah. So they it, don't have people out there that are
1: actually sticking real bodies out on the lawn or anything like can that. Can you
0: imagine, though, that would be one of the best. Like if you've seen a decorated house that had multiple like there was like a, it was serial killer thing or something. And there's multiple bodies on the ground. Mm-hmm. If I'm a serial killer. Halloween would be the best time. Halloween would be the best time because I could, you could hide a body in plain sight. Yeah, just go yeah. to that Halloween neighbor's house. Be too weird about it. Kill the person, put them on the bo- thing, and they're like, "Oh, well, I mean, all oh, Halloween, they're just yeah, yeah, absolutely." Something like, yeah. So those were ten urban legends of Halloween. Those are are interesting. Uh,
1: definitely have have heard those all throughout your life, though. Um,
0: Is there any we've missed that you've heard? Particularly,
1: um, I don't think so. I don't, I mean, I, most of the stuff we'll be talking about next week. Um,
0: we the origins the, of Halloween, yeah, when we do
1: the origins Halloween episode. So, everything that wasn't covered, uh, now we'll probably get to in that one,
0: yes. And we really want you guys to stick around for that episode. Um, if you're a new listener, thank you for listening. And if you're, if you're an avid listener, you know, don't miss the next two episodes, they're, they're don't misses, yeah. Um, we're going to talk about everything that goes along with Halloween and where everything came from. Yep. And then that murder on Halloween. I mean, the new movie Halloween ends came out. So it's a perfect time around this year. Of Halloween. You think of Michael Myers, you think of all these scary movies, Yep. murder on Halloween is going to be, I think a hit episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. It's a shorter episode, but usually the urban legends are, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, there's, there's little information on urban legends. If you guys want to look for those, um, we found them on hold on one second. Let me get that episode or thing. Um, pepperdine graphic.com. Uh, those are the urban legends we looked up and readers digest. Australia is another place where we found those urban legends. Yep. So if you guys wanted to look those up and get, they have pictures and everything and, uh, sources. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thank you guys. And follow that link below. Don't forget. We do have exclusive Halloween merch out on our store. um, we have a hoodie, we have a t-shirt and we have some women's shirts and yep. stuff. Um, right. awesome merch by Ashton green. Could be a uh, of them, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if you, uh, subscribe to the Patreon, you get $10 off a coupon for the store. Ooh. Yeah. So you can get that Halloween merch even cheaper. So we appreciate you guys. Follow that link below to get to the Patreon, the store, and our social media. Uh, Email us if you have any questions. Comment below if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, Let us know what your favorite scary urban legend is on Halloween that surrounds Halloween. Uh, Let us know if you have any new murder cases that we haven't heard of for Halloween. And what you think the exact origin of Halloween is. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next week for the origins of Halloween.